This is the X and Y podcast. My name is Justin. I live in Japan. Uh, so last week I sounded pretty uh, down. I'm still down. Things have got worse, taken a turn for the worst. Uh, well, I said that last week. Things have taken had taken a turn for the worst, but they've. Uh, it's it's become worse than that. So. Uh, I said it was going to be quick last week, ended up being the usual sort of 30 minutes or something. Um, well, I had a visit from the police today. The police came to my house this morning. In fact, the police came, um, phoned me. Um, well, I received a phone call yesterday morning uh, while I was driving. And I missed the call. Uh, I received four, there were four unanswered call, missed calls on my phone uh, while I was driving. I don't use hands-free. I don't have my phone on. Uh, I have the, I have it on. I don't have it on sound. So the sound is switched off. So I received a call, uh, four phone calls from an un, unknown. I didn't know the number, but the number was displayed. So I looked up the number, did a Google search. I found out the number was the uh, was a police station number. Um, actually, it was a Yokohama police station number. Um, I, I had no idea why I was receiving a call from Yokohama Police Station or four calls in short succession. Clearly, they wanted to talk to me about something. I don't know what that was. Uh, I didn't know what that was. So around that time, I was dropping my son. I was driving him to school and dropping him off. He stays with me two nights a week. That's uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. And I drop him off at school on Tuesday morning, pick him up again Tuesday afternoon, drop him off again on Wednesday morning. And then I don't see him again these days until I pick him up from school on Mondays. Uh, I've, I won't go into details of that and how unfair that is. Um, but uh, that's obviously unfair that I get, only get to see him on two school nights a week. I don't get to see him weekends. Um, so, of course, if there is a public holiday on a Monday or a Tuesday, then I will get to see him. Of course, very few public holidays do not fall on a Monday, um, but occasionally... Um, there is a public holiday on a Tuesday. Very, very rare indeed. So what's this all about? Why did the police visit me? Well, I've had the police harassing me before and at the behest of the wife. So this time the police um, knocked on my door. So I, as I said, I, I looked up the number, found out that it was a police station number. I did not call it back. It's like one of those generic sort of reception switchboard type numbers. So there's no point phoning back because who on earth, you know, do I speak to? Um, I don't want to. I, I just, uh, anyway. So I then just carried on my day as usual. Uh, had a bit of an easy work day. Um, uh, went to work and um, I, I get back late from work. And uh, I f fell asleep last night on in the living room on the armchair. I have a nasty habit of doing that. Bloody annoying. Uh, I woke up this morning on the armchair, um, something I, I do too often. And, um, you know, I have to do my laundry and all that mundane stuff, housework, this, that and the other. Uh, I have a day off today on Thursdays because Thursdays used to be a day with my son, but that was stopped. Uh, his mother stopped that, so I can no longer see him three times a week, one day being Thursday. Uh, so I have a free day at the moment, and there isn't much work about because of COVID. So I was—I just had a cup of tea and um, a very, very light snack, 
and was about to go down the laundrette because I don't have a washing machine, down the laundrette, which is very near to my house. I go there by car to do my laundry, which includes my son's laundry. And um, the, uh, I heard somebody knocking on the door. Um, the doorbell is broken because uh, it's an old house. I haven't bothered to fix it. Frankly, I hate doorbells. I hate the sound of them. So somebody knocked on the door. Uh, I just ignored it. Uh, but they were persistent. Um, it wasn't like a, a really nasty, intimidating knock on the door. It was actually quite a, a passive, um, rather pathetic knock on the door, but I did hear it. And um, after, like, I, I, I usually it's like salesmen. There's been a salesman coming around trying to sell me some bloody um, gas and electricity alternative supply, you know, and I just don't need it at the moment. I've got a lot of hassle, a lot of uh, stress. Uh, or the others are the like the Jehovah's Witnesses or like religious people and stuff like that, which we do get in Japan, believe it or not. And um, they're everywhere, aren't they? Um, so I just generally ignore it. Um, but this was persistent and they wouldn't go away. So uh, I thought, well, okay, I'll go and answer it, find out what, what it's all about. Uh, anyway, it was two policemen. Uh, showed me their ID for whatever that's worth. I mean, would you know, would you know, if you're not familiar with police ID, who knows what the truth is? And if you're not, if, although I've been living in Japan a long time, you know, each, would you even know what the ID of a police should look like in a foreign country? Um, how would you know if it was um, a, a forged ID? How would you know who the hell is coming to your door pretending to be police or real police? It's really impossible to know, isn't it? Um, anyway, they came to the door and they started talking to me. Now, they know that a lot of foreigners don't speak Japanese or don't speak it very well. Well, I do speak Japanese, but um, I have to say it's not perfect. And when the police come and your heart re- heartbeat suddenly shoots up and you, you, you suddenly feel stress and, and I wouldn't say panic, but I've been through this fucking shit before. So the, the police coming to see me, even though I ha- felt I hadn't done anything wrong. Now, the police said they were from uh, a particular uh, police station, uh, a particular area, which is not the, this area. And it isn't the area where I work in, which is a different area. And it isn't the area where my um, my wife is registered as living. So I want, couldn't understand why they were from that particular police station, what they were doing, coming to see me in this area. And anyway, I will uh, spare you the um, all the details of that part of the conversation and just cut to the chase, which was that my wife had made a complaint about me to the police in that particular area. So it turns out that she's living in a secret location. She's told her son, uh, our son, um, to keep it a secret from me. And um, she's living in an... uh, I don't know the address, by the way. Um, And they said to me that, um, well, I don't know, because what in the end was they got, I, I should say that after a while I was struggling because I was struggling with the language because you, you, you're you almost on the verge of a panic attack because the police are harassing you on your doorstep, making false accusations against you. And so 
I, I said to the police, um, I was struggling to, and it was very slow. I could understand it, they, and, but I was, having to, I was taking a long time to think because my head was suddenly spinning with all this. So anyway, they, um, they said, we've got an interpreter. And um, they, they phoned this number and there's an, a police, an official police interpreter. So the official police interpreter was on, uh, on their mobile phone and we were um, having this three-way conversation. That's me, the interpreter on the other end of their phone and the two police officers. And they, um, they said to me that I had... One of the things they said was that I'd been going to her ha- house or her home um, I'd be, I, kept, I had been going there a lot. I'd, I'd kept going there or something, um, which is bullshit. I don't, I don't, as I said, I didn't even know where she uh, was living. I don't know her address. I, she told me, she led me to believe, and this has happened before. Remember, we've uh, split up three times. This is the third time. And this is much more permanent. It's going to be more permanent and finalised and everything. Um she told me before on, on the two previous occasions, and in fact, this occasion too. So three times when she, uh, she said she was living at her mother's house and she was um, her, she, my, with my son there living at her mother's house. Uh, so it turns out on all three occasions that she'd moved out and moved on and was living somewhere else. On the first occasion when she told me that, she was actually living with another guy. She rented a flat, a little tiny apartment somewhere in a village um, just outside the city in the village um, and she was living there when my son was less just over a year old or so less than a, I forget how old he was exactly and thinking back to that he was like a year and just a few months old she'd moved in with this other guy this fucking idiot who she'd met on the internet who'd come over to Japan to live what he thought was the dream with his Japanese girl that he probably had fantasies based on fucking perverse anime um and with my son and she was looking to replace me with another guy to be a father to my son that was years ago I've mentioned that listen back to the other podcast anyway this time uh oh the second time she got a protection order against me and um then I again I thought she was living at her mother's house uh, when the protection order was slapped on me, um, I didn't actually go there and do anything, didn't break the protection order. But she was living um, in a, an apartment not far from her mother's house and the police were doing checks on it. So apparently, and I found this out afterwards because she told me that the police go do their rounds and they check on all the apartments that are listed as high risk from from husbands or ex or ex-partners going round and you know, attacking their wife and kids, which is total bullshit. I don't believe many fathers do such a thing because they love their kids. And um, the, the thing that makes us angry is when we have false accusations and we're being persecuted, which is what's bloody well happening now. So that's what pisses us off. Uh, generally speaking, we only get angry when we're fucking pushed into a corner and then we might lash out when the whole system's against us. And then they act all surprised. It's like the self-fulfilling prophecy. You're an evil guy. You're violent. You you do this terrible thing. You do that terrible thing. Your wife is suffering because of you. 
And then in, in reality, it's the man, the poor, innocent man. That all he does is just love and care for his family, who is the one being persecuted, who is the one being punished for the fucking psychotic behaviour, the devious behaviour, the psychotic behaviour, the whims, the fucking hysterics of their wife, of their female partner, which the fucking law, the whole system is set up to protect, enshrined in law, whatever her fucking whims desire, you know. So the police came round to see me at her behest, saying that I'd been going around to her, I'd been going to her place. Fucking total lie. I've never, ever been to wherever it is she lives. Um, well, I mean, the stupid thing in, in all this is if, if the police department from that particular city come to see me, they've just gone and told me the area where she's living. I mean, they didn't tell me the address, but now I know the area where she lives. Now I know that she doesn't live... It's been confirmed to me by the police, by their... This is the stupid thing in all this. In, in their investigation, in their uh, interrogation of me, they've told me that she doesn't live with her mother, that she lives in another location, and um, my son is there, of course, with her, and they've even told me the city where she lives. Now, you know, these places are... are you, you wouldn't go to a city to try to find somebody anyway. It's too big. I mean, you just couldn't... Um, you spend you could spend years driving around looking for somebody you know in a in a it's just not a big city but you'd spend years you know driving around all the suburbs but anyway they have let on you know they've said to me don't go there and they said to me i needed to sign write a confession this is what they do in japan they tell you to write a confession and sign it and they normally ask you to put your thumbprint on it as well and they told me i had to write a confession saying that i wouldn't go to her place I wouldn't go to um, her mother's house. I heard this before when the other protection order was put on. I heard this. So this is, to me, ringing the alarm bells that she might be going... And bearing in mind, she broke the first protection order. So what worries me is that she's going to try to slap on a protection order. She doesn't want me in my son's life. She doesn't want my son to have me. She wants him all to herself just to... Who knows what her fucking thinking is? Because we can't get in the mind of these psychotic sociopaths. Um, she doesn't want her son to have a relationship with me, his father. Um, I don't know. She's just like a typical... They call them monster mama in Japan. They, they just want their sons to study, only study. They don't want them to have a, a, any kind of childhood. They rob them of their childhood. They want them to study, study, study. And the police were round here. And this is echoing what happened to me before, seven years ago, when she, when the police came round and said to me I needed to promise that I wouldn't go to her mother's house, which I don't want to anyway. Why would I want to go to her mother's house? I wouldn't go to her place, which I don't actually know, uh, which I've never been to. And um, this, to me, is ringing all the alarm bells. It's history repeating itself. So these bitches can get away with whatever they want. Whatever fucking lies come out of their mouth are acted upon by the, gut, the, the judiciary to punish men, innocent men, who have done nothing at all. All we do is love and care for our families. And when our wife cheats on us or leaves us, 
we just want to love and care for our children and we, we want the best for them. But they treat us as dangerous criminals. The true dangerous criminals are the people, are these psychotic bitches and the fucking judiciary and government who allow this to happen. This is criminal. These are crimes against humanity. Absolutely fucking evil. I don't know where this is going, but I'm going to update you and let you know where this is going. But this is fucking evil.